Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Olivia Rodrigo, Margot Robbie, Jeff Daniels, Sach Baron Cohen, MJ Rodriguez, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio is all I need. In the fuse and celeb news, I'll let see. That's entertainment. Who became famous? Number one source of pop culture. Radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto conversation. Gotta make a change in. That's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The bench is nice. The jazz is the better cruise. The rich don't call my win cause you play the loop. Smooth, just like that. Tammy Jones do it best. Come on, just know that. Big blessed by the Lord, once wait on that. Blog radio, your speakers better be on max. Real facts, if it's whack, we don't speak on that. Just celebrity news, a new feed, and my melody tune. So, Tammy, you back up me, I back up you. That's entertainment for your head, baby. Just come through, she's on air now. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656, and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertainment 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertained, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto, like the heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S, G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy 84 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there all across the United States and all across the world. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, we have a lot to talk about this week as usual Uh, We're going to be talking about Olivia Rodrigo She's getting ready to uh, visit the White House today To talk about the importance of uh, doing like a a pro-vaccination outreach With President Joe Biden and Dr. Anthony Fauci And uh, what got the President on board She had uh, posted a, a picture an Instagram photo of Joe Biden, of his younger self, and that was the key to get her on board and to get young people to get vaccinated. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, Actress Margot Robbie, she just, um, you know, she's currently, I think she uh, finished the the second installment of her uh, character, Harley Quinn, in The Suicide Squad, and uh, she was talking about how she had to take a break 
from portraying this character, and I'll tell you what she said about this character that caused her to take a break. Uh, Jeff Daniel is getting ready to narrate a new 9-11 documentary for Apple. We'll tell you more about it. And Sasha Baron Cohen has won his legal battle uh, with Roy Moore three years after the uh, Alabama politician filed a $95 million defamation lawsuit against the comedian. And uh, congratulations to MJ Rodriguez. She just made Emmy Award history by becoming the first transgender star to land a Best Actress nomination. Uh, let's get started. And uh, before we get started with the show, um, I just want to remember uh, actor Charles Robinson. He just passed away a couple of days ago. He lost his battle with cancer. The 75-year-old Night Court star passed away on Sunday, July 11, at Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles. His manager, uh, Lisa DeSanta, told Deadline that uh, Robinson died of cardiac arrest with multi-system organ failure due to septic shock and metastatic adenocarcinoma. Uh, he is survived by his wife, Dolorita, and his children, Luca, Charlie, Christian, and Byron. He was a prolific actor. He appeared in a, over 125 TV and film projects, beginning with Cannon, Lou Grant, and Hill Street Blues in the 1970s. He also starred in the miniseries Roots, The Next Generation, Buffalo Bill, and primetime soap Flamingo Road. But he be, he'll be best remembered for his portrayal of Clerk Mac Robinson in Night Court. Charlie recently appeared opposite the Wire actor Wendell Pierce in play Same Old Black Man, and the the, the uh, 57 year old uh, star admitted that they had a father and son bond after quarantine together amid the uh, coronavirus pandemic. So. Um, Rest in peace to a great actor. Uh, my condolences to his family. Uh, may he rest in peace. Olivia Rodrigo is set to be visiting the White House today. The driver license hitmaker is said to be doing some pro-vaccination outreach with President Joe Biden and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hinting at her visit, Olivia responded to President Biden's Instagram post featuring a picture of his younger self. And this is what she said. She said, quote, I know this young person would have gotten vaccinated, but we've got to get other young people protected as well. Who's willing to help? So he wrote to that. Olivia replied, he, uh, President Biden said, quote, I'm in. See you tomorrow at the White House. According to Forbes, the singer visit is uh, is hoped to boost the percentage of Americans, especially between the ages of 19 to 29, who will get their first dose of COVID-19 vaccine. And considering her popularity, the Deja Vu singer is believed to be able to increase COVID-19 vaccination outreach to the crucial demographic of young people. A White House official, meanwhile, revealed that the 18-year-old star will record videos about the importance of young people getting vaccinated. The video will be featured on Olivia's social media channels, which have garnered 28 million followers, as well as the White House social pages. As of this week, data from the U.S. Center for the Disease Control and Prevention sees that 33.5 of American ages between the ages of 12 to 15 have received at least one dose of vaccine, with 24.9 fully vaccinated. 
Meanwhile, 45.5% of Americans between the age of 16 to 17 have received at least one dose, with 37.1 fully vaccinated, and 50.5% of Americans between the ages of 18 to 24 had had at least one dose, with 416 fully vaccinated. Now, after looking at the data, the White House had acknowledged that they had to work harder to increase the number among these younger groups. Um, the They said that when the country had more, more work to do, it's particularly with 18 to 26-year-olds. The reality is that many younger Americans have felt like COVID-19 is not something that impacts them, and they're, they've been less eager to get the shot. That's what the White House COVID-19 response coordinator, Jeff Zentz, said last month. And with the Delta variants now spreading across the country and infecting younger people worldwide, it's more important than ever that they get vaccinated. And I agree with them 100% because, um, and it's a shame because a lot of young people feel like they're, they're invincible. That they uh, they they feel like they. Uh, I guess you could say they feel like they're immortal. That they feel that they're young. That they can just bounce back. That once they get sick, they can bounce back. But that's not the case. And um, I remember when I uh, went and and signed up and get got the vaccination, and I got my family to come with me to get vaccinated. Everyone in my family has been vaccinated. My husband, my my three children, we all went down together. And I remember the first time we got the first vaccination, I remember that one of the nurses there said to me that she said, wow, she said, I have to commend you because she said, you was able to get your whole family vaccinated. And she said that's, you know, she don't see that often. You know, maybe you only see a few family members come in one at a time or maybe two at a time, but not the whole family. And, you know, and I have children that fit this age group of of the same age group that the uh they were saying that they're not either they're not getting the vaccination or they maybe have received one dose of the vaccination and they um they they decide not to get the second one and it's not just them too it's all the uh people as uh adults as well they feel like oh i got the one and then they're hearing certain side effects and they feel like oh i don't need another one so i uh, you know it's so important a lot of people think that you know it's so funny because here in new york city uh staten island is one of the boroughs that has the highest rate of of not being vaccinated and a lot of people, and, mo- and you know what it is? A lot of time it's political. And as been as I've been saying for the past year and a half, that people are just trying. It, they're taking this uh, this whole idea of getting vaccination vaccinated as something political, and it's not. It's just about health. It's not about being a Republican or a Democrat or whatever. It's about your health. It has nothing to do with politics because once that virus hits your family or your loved one, that's it. It don't care if you are a Democrat or a Republican. The virus has no buy. It it doesn't have no political ties. You know what I'm saying? So please, 
people, please get that vaccination. And for all the young people who also listen to this show, please get vaccinated. It's very, very important. Uh, actress Margot Robbie is taking a break from portraying an exhaust, exhausting comic book villain of Harley Quinn. Uh, you know, my my daughter is calling. She knows I'm doing a show, but uh, hopefully she'll call the main number. Uh, actress Margot Robbie is taking a break from portraying exhausting comic book villain Harley Quinn. Uh, the star has taken on the role of the Joker sidekick in three DC intended universe movies in the past five years, including 2020 Birds of Prey and the upcoming The Suicide Squad, and now she needs a breather. Uh, Margot told Entertainment Weekly, quote, it was kind of back-to-back filming Birds and filming The Suicide Squad, so I was kind of like, oof, I need a break from Harley because she's exhausting. However, the Wolf of Wall Street actress admits that she had no idea what DCEU bosses had planned for the future of her character. The Suicide Squad, director, uh, directed by James Gunn, is a standalone sequel to the 2016 release Suicide Squad and is set to launch after uh, later this summer. Margot Robbie is joined by some of her original co-stars like Joe Kinnaman, uh Viola Davis, and Jai uh, Courtney. But Jared Leto, who played her lover in the first film, won't return. Will Smith won't be back to the upcoming movie either. Meanwhile, Idris Elba, John Cena, Sylvester Stallone, and Peter Capaldi are among the new additions. And Jeff Daniels is uh, getting ready to narrate a uh, new 9-11 documentary for Apple. Uh, 9-11, Inside the President's War Room chronicles the 2001 terrorist attack on America from the viewpoint of George W. Bush and his advisors. The film will recount the 12 hours after the first plane hit the World Trade Center, offering rare insight into the decision-making at the White House. The documentary will debut on Apple TV Plus and BBC One in September to mark the 20th anniversary of the attack. The documentary will feature never-before-heard testimonies with the President, Vice President Dick Cheney, and a number of top U.S. officials. It was also included nearly 200 never-previous public pictures as photographers followed every move of Bush and Cheney that day, as well as film archives. Jeff Daniel previously starred in miniseries The Looming Tower. It traced the rising threat of Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda and took a controversial look at how the rivalry between the CIA and FBI may have inadvertently set the stage for the tragedy of 9-11 and the war in Iraq. The actor was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Movie at the 70th Annual Primetime Emmy Award, while co-star Michael Stolberg was up for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie and director Craig Zisk uh, for Outstanding Directing for a Limited Series, Movie, or Dramatic Special. The star was last seen on the big screen last year in drama movie title Adam Fronted by Aaron Paul. In 2020, he was narrating... Uh, historical miniseries Washington and starred in the political miniseries the Comey, the Comey Rule about FBI Director James Comey in the run-up to the 2016 election. 
Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, follow us. Uh, sign up to uh, for BTR, Blog Talk Radio. It's free. You click on the follow-up button, and it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you Follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertained in the number one. You can also follow me at Stiletto14, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, in the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen has won his legal battle with Roy Moore three years after the Alabama politician filed a $95 million defamation lawsuit against the comedian. Moore claimed he has been conned into appearing on Cohen's uh, satirical series, Who is America?, insisting that his signature was obtained by fraudulent means. Now, Moore, who was hit with a series of sexual misconduct with minors allegations during his unsuccessful 2017 Senate bid, was ridiculed by the uh, uh, by Cohen in the character on the show, in his Borat star in the character on the show. Now, a federal judge shut down the uh, politician lawsuit on Tuesday, ruling his claim are barred by both a waiver clause in the agreement that Judge Moore signed prior to the interview and also by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Meanwhile, in separate news, Sasha Baron Cohen is suing a cannabis company who has allegedly used an image of his uh, Borat character in an attempt to sell medical marijuana. The actor has filed a lawsuit against Solar Therapeutic, who is, he claims is using Borok's face next to his famous tagline, It's Nice, on an advertisement for the substance in Massachusetts. He denied having any involvement with the company and doesn't even smoke marijuana, so would never align himself with an advertisement campaign for it. Now, Cohen is asking for more than $9 million in damages and asking the court to block Solar Therapeutic from using his name, image, and likeness. MJ Rodriguez has made Emmy Award history by becoming the first transgender star to lead a Best Actress nomination. The Pose regular will compete for the prize alongside Uzo Aduba, Emma Corrin, Olivia Coleman, Elizabeth Moss, and Journey Smollett. Now, Rodriguez is the third openly transgender person to be nominated for an Emmy. She follows Rain Valdez, who received an Outstanding Actress in a short-form comedy or drama series nod for Razor Tongue in 2020, and Laverne Cox, who became the first ever nominated openly transgender actor for her work in Orange is the New Black. She's not the first Pose star to make history at the Emmys. Billy Porter, who is cisgender man, became the first openly gay black man Man to land the best act, uh, actor in a drama award in 2019. 
Felicia Rashad was also a big talking point at the nomination were released on Tuesday. She picked up her third consecutive Emmy nomination for This Is Us. Amid the controversy surrounding her support of Convicted, the Cosby Show castmate Bill Cosby. She was heavily criticized for celebrating Cosby's release from prison last month after he served three years behind bars for sexual assault. Meanwhile, Disney Plus juggernaut uh, the Mandalorian will go up against The Boys, Bridgerton, The Crown, ha- The Handsmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, Poise, and This Is Up for the Best Drama Series Prize, while Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, Hacks, The Flight Attendant, The, Co- uh, the Comiskey, Comiskey Method, Pen15, and Ted Lasso will compete for the Best Comedy Series, Gong. The 73rd Annual Primetime Emmy Awards will take place on September 19, 2021, and comedian Cedric the Entertainer will host. Babyface is a single man again. The 12-time Grammy Award-winning artist and his wife, Nicole Pattenberg, who shared a child together, are calling it quits after seven years of marriage. The former couple uh, broke the news in a joint statement released to the press on Tuesday, July 13th, and this is what they said. They said, quote, after much thought and with great sadness, we have decided to end our marriage. Henning, that it was amicable. They added, quote, we continue to care and have respect for one another and share eternal love for our daughter and her well-being, unquote. The former spouses also asked for personal privacy for themselves and their daughter as they navigate the new steps as a family. It's currently unclear what led to the split, and it's unknown if they plan on filing for divorce to officially end their marriage. Babyface began dating Nicole, a.k.a. Nikki, who was his backup dancer in 2007. Nicole is also a former backup dancer for and personal friend of Janet Jackson. In 2008, the the, uh, then-couple welcomed a daughter named Peyton Nicole. They only got married around six years later in 2014 after seven years together. The nuptials were were, uh, reportedly attended by guests like Oprah Winfrey and Carol B. Sager. It was his second marriage. Babyface was previously married to TV producer and personality Tracy Edmond, who he met in 1990 when she auditioned for the music video for his song Whip Appeal. They tied the knot on September 5, 1992, and have two sons, Brandon and Dylan. Tracy filed for divorce in January 2005 after 12 years of marriage. They were officially divorced in October of the same year. The latest split comes around a year after Babyface and his family quietly battle coronavirus. So, yeah, Babyface and his family caught the virus, but now they, uh, they, they, they're they fine. They they tested negative, the whole family, and they're doing, they're doing well. So uh, thank God for that, that they no longer got the virus. But, um, yeah, sorry about that, Babyface. Um, officials at the American Civil Liberty, Liberties Union have called on Britney Spears' conservatorship judge to respect her wish to appoint her own lawyer as she fight to end her 13-year nightmare. The toxic superstar had made it clear she wants out of the legal restriction, which had, which have ruled her life and career ever since 2008, following her much-publicized mental health breakdown. And last month, she insisted that the abusive conservatorship was doing her more harm than good. She has requested permission to hire her 
her own lawyer after her longtime court-appointed representative, Samuel Ingram III, resigned from the case last week. And now ACLU bosses have backed her wish by filing an amicus brief to support her motion. The notice typically filed by someone not directly involved in the case to offer up information, expertise, or insight into the issue at hand calls for Brittany to also be provided with assistance needed to choose a suitable lawyer. The brief was filed in the Superior Court of Los Angeles County in association with representatives from 25 other civil and disability organizations. The next hearing in Brittany's conservatorship battle is scheduled for today. So they could be in court right now as we speak. Black Widow has come out victorious on its opening weekend. The latest Marvel movie star Scarlett Johansson has ruled the domestic box office after its long-awaited release on July 29th. The first Black Widow solo movie generated an estimated $80 million in ticket sales in North America, setting the record for the biggest opening for the pandemic era to date. F9 previously held the record with $70 million when it debuted atop the chart two weeks ago. And despite already luring audience to theaters, Black Widow has also amassed a huge number of viewerships on Disney Plus premiere rentals. The movie reportedly has earned $60 million globally and anywhere north of $20 million stateside from the streaming service. Combined with $78 million from international theaters, the Kate Shortland-directed pick Gross more than one, uh, I'm sorry, 215 million on its first weekend. It is the largest opening weekend since Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker debut in 2019 before COVID 19 shook the theater industry. And over at number two, F9, which stepped down one range, added an estimated 10.9 million to its domestic tally. The Boss Baby family business followed at number three with approximately 8.7 million. And the Forever Purge is also down one place to number four with an estimated 6.7 million. Rounding out the top five is acquired. Place Part 2, which added approximately $3 million to its domestic gross. This week, the total domestic box office has collected more than $100 million in ticket sales, the first time since March of 2020. It stands at $117 million, the biggest for the U.S. and Canada since the $156.1 million, which was collected over the first three days of President Day weekend 2020. Ruby Rose found out she was allergic to latex during Batwoman's filming. The 35-year-old actress stepped down from the role of Kate Kane and her Tyler Alter Eagle in May of 2020 after just one season of the, the CW show, and now she has explained how the character costume played a big role in her decision. Appearing on Australia's The Kyle and Jackie O Show, she said, quote, I did find out that I was allergic to latex, and unfortunately my mask is latex. I was like... I'm I'm a little itchy, and I was getting worse and worse because as you get more contact with it, I guess you get more of a reaction. She said she took off the mask, and her whole face was just hives. Last year, Ruby had opened up on her decision to leave the show, which she said at the time was partly influenced by the coronavirus pandemic. For the second season, Kate Kane was written out of the show and replaced by Ryan Wilder, who now who was played by uh, Javisha Leslie. Uh, before the role of Batwoman was recast, and British actress Wallace Day was announced as the new female Kate Crusader in March of 2021. Right now, uh, we have here, uh, 26 minutes after the hour, uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, 
it's Shark Week, and uh, Star Trek icon William Shatner has conquered his fears of shark for a TV special. I'll tell you more about it. Uh, actor Jerry O'Connell is reportedly in negotiation to replace Sharon Osbourne as a permanent co-host on the talk. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland is heading back to the Oval Office after signing on to portray President Frank, Franklin D. Roosevelt on Showtime series The First Lady. And Ed Sheeran, BTS, and The Weeknd, and Billie Eilish are among the superstars set to take part in the 24-hour Global Citizen Live charity special. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere. Oh. 
fiend in the seek in your moan. We be in the zone, he leaving, I creep in your home. Right. I get you jiggy up, I get you a leak in that chrome. Yeah. Finna go crazy, just answer your phone. Right. Yeah, I seen you with your man on Rodeo Drive. Yeah. SMH, thinking about how I was in those styles. Right. Know you wish you was with me, you see me in the ride. Yeah. You also see my bitch, she's sitting in passion to yeah. Let's just speak the real, I'm putting all passion aside. Ooh. You know we started off as friends, we just having a vibe. Yeah. Now you my guilty pleasure, fill me with letters right. and lies. I think I'm at my max, cause you were savage as hell. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have here 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Seven Streeter featuring Chris Brown and A$AP Ferg in Guilty. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Star Trek icon William Shatner. He has conquered his fear of sharks for a TV special. That's right. The veteran actor was tapped to feature in Expedition Unknown Shark Trek for the Disney Channel Shark Week event and spent a week in the Bahamas coming up close and personal with the big fish with Expedition Unknown host Josh Gates. Shatner, who turned 90 in March, was turning white with fear when he first received the offer to join Gates on the dive, but he was determined to step up to the challenge and face the sharks underwater. However, he soon found out simply getting in and out of the water would pose the greatest threat to his safety. He said that um, when you're on the boat, the most dangerous time going into the water is getting in the water and coming out of the water because all the sharks are surrounding the boat. Uh, he told the Today Show that he said, so he said, quote, so never mind how dangerous it is down below, getting into the water is the real danger and getting out, unquote. And despite Shatner's initial reservations, uh, Gates revealed that the star was a real trooper. Shatner admits his advancing age was part of his drive to complete the daring dive, Expedition Unknown Shark Treks premiered this past Monday, and it's going to be here. Uh, they're going to, yeah, yeah, it premiered Monday night, July 12th, and I think all week they're doing a whole uh, special on Shark Week. And speaking of Shark Week, uh, new Jackass star Sean Poopy McInerney, he was bitten by a shark while filming a series of stunt at sea for the Discovery annual celebration of the predator fish. The Jackass team filmed a TV special with 
for the channel Shark Week during which they carried out a string of tasks in the name of science orchestrated by the group leader Johnny Knoxville. Now, Jackass regulars Chris Pontius and Steve O performed stunts that include playing Matador to a group of bull sharks and testing the big fish's sense of smell up close. But newcomer Poopy really put his safety on the line as he attempted to jump over shark-infested waters on a wakeboard. He failed and ended up splashing into the sea when he was immediately attacked by a shark as safety experts dived in to save him. Now, uh, Sean Poopy McInerney was left with a nasty bite to his left arm and was caught on camera and tried to stop the bleeding underwater when the TV special aired in America on Sunday night. They just, you know, I'm not surprised by this because you know the guys from Jackass, they're always doing these crazy, insane stunts that end up getting them hurt or could possibly get them killed. So I'm not surprised. And he's the newest member, and he's following along with these guys, so I'm not surprised. Uh, Actor Jerry O'Connell is reportedly in negotiations to replace Sharon Osbourne as a permanent co-host on the TV talk show The Talk. Sharon departed the daytime program early this year following an on-air bust-up with fellow panelist Cheryl Underwood over comments that Pierre Morgan had made about the Duchess of Sussex's explosive TV interview with Oprah Winfrey. Following the drama, the talk was yanked from the air for weeks, and when it returned, Sharon was no longer part of the lineup. O'Connell has been a regular guest host on the show over the past seven months, several months, actually, and now it's appeared he may be there to stay. A source tells the rap that Jerry is close to completing a deal to join the show alongside Underwood, Amanda Klutz, and Elaine Wetteroth. Carrie Ann Anaba has taken a leave of absence from the series. If the deal works out, he will become the show's first permanent male panelist ahead of the upcoming 12th season of The Talk. Cynthia Nixon has changed her trademark red locks to blonde for the upcoming Sex and the City reunion series. In a new image from the upcoming HBO Max series, and just like that, the women look much the same as they did in the original original show, though uh, their attire is more conservative than the sexy outfits the ladies used to sport in Sex and the City. And just like that, re-teams Carrie, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, Miranda, by Cynthia Nixon, and Charlotte, played by Kristen Davis, as they navigate the journey from the complicated realities of life and friendships in their 30s to the even more complicated, complicated reality of life and friendship in their 50s. Original series star Chris North, Mario Cantone, and David Eigenberg, Willie Garson, and Evan Handler will all return for the new project, while Grey's Anatomy Sarah Ramirez is a new member of the cast. Original co-star Kim Cattrall, who plays Samantha, will not be involved in the project as an HBO executive explained in February. Uh, just and, and this is what the executive said. Just as in real life, people come into your life, people leave, friendships fade, and new friendships start. So I think it's all a very indicative of the real stages, the actual stages of life. Unquote. And you know, it's so funny. My husband says the same thing. You know, friends are like. Uh, there's a Bible quote that says that friends, I believe it's a Bible quote, said that friends are like a season. He always say that all the time. Friends are like a season. 
The original Sex and the City series first launched in 1998 and concluded in 2004 after six seasons. It got a movie version in 2008 and a sequel in 2013. And in the same year, a prequel series, The Carrie Diaries, starring Anna Sophia Robb as a young Bradshaw came out. It ended after only two seasons. Kiefer Sutherland is heading back to the Oval Office after signing on to portray President Franklin D. Roosevelt on Showtime series The First Lady. The actor who portrayed reluctant U.S. leader Tom Kirkman in Designated Survivor will join Gillian Anderson in the anthology project. She'll play Roosevelt's wife, Eleanor. Viola Davis, who also executive produces, and Michelle Pfeiffer will portray Michelle Obama and Betty Ford in the first season of the upcoming series, created by Aaron Cooley and directed by Suzanne Baer. Aaron Eckhart will portray President Gerald Ford. O.T. Fabenlier, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, will uh, portray President Barack Obama, and Dakota Fanning has been cast as Susan Elizabeth Ford in the series. Sutherland joined a long list of actors who had portrayed the 32nd president on screen, Bill Murray, Kenneth Branagh, Ralph Bellamy, John Vogt, and David Strathon have also played Roosevelt. Ed Sheeran, BTS, The Weeknd, and Billie Eilish are among the superstars set to take part in a 24-hour Global Citizen Live charity special. Metallica, Coldplay, Usher, Lord, Shawn Mendes, Camilo Cabello, Lizzo, Demi Lovato, Keith Urban, Duran Duran, Andrea Baselli, uh, Green Day, Adam Lambert, and Ricky Martin will also be making an appearance as with her, Alicia Cara, Christine and Queen, the Lumineers, uh, Femi Kuti, Berna Boy, Doja Cat, Lang Lang, DJ Snake, uh, Angelique Kijo, Davido, and Tiwa Savage. Other guests unveiled as part of the initial announcement include Hugh Jackman and his wife, actress Deborah Lee Furness, with more big names expected to be added on August 6th. Global Citizen Live will be broadcast largely live on September 26th, a stark difference to the remote performances staged during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic last year, with artists and guest speakers engaging with in-person audiences across six continents in cities including New York, Paris, France, and Seoul, South Korea. The event will serve as a nonprofit organization biggest to date, with organizers aiming to raise awareness and funds to support efforts to end extreme poverty, climate change, and vaccine inequality across the world. Global Citizen Bosses most recently recruited Jennifer Lopez, her, Foo Fighter, Eddie Vedder, and Jay Balvin to hit the stage in New York Central Park for Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world, which was hosted by Selena Gomez. During the show, stars called on world leaders to work together to help end the COVID-19 pandemic by improving access to testing facilities and vaccination to those in poverty-stricken nations. Country singer Luke Combs has been tapped to replace Eric Church as one of the headliners for the 2022 Stagecoast Music Festival. Church has originally been booked to join Carrie Underwood and Thomas Rhett atop the bill for the spring 2020 event before it was scrapped due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now organizers are planning to bring the country's music gathering back after a two-year hiatus with Underwood and Rhett still among the top acts, but this time Combs will step in to fill the third 
third headlining slot vacated by the by church. Now, also helping to celebrate the return of the typical annual weekend festival will be Brandy Carlisle, Marin Morris, Margot Price, Brother Osborne, Jimmy Allen, uh, Lindsay uh, Eli, Ryan Hurd, uh, and Yola, as well as rockers the Black Crows, Motown icon Smokey Robinson, and dance DJ Diplo, who will help to shoot, uh, close out the three-day festival with a set um, uh, this, I guess, this year. I guess, yeah, a set that was we happened maybe August 1st, I think. I have to research that because I'm not sure of the date. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is preparing to put her song and dance skills on full display after landing a deal to develop original project based on classical musicals, including the works of Roger and Hammerstein. The superstar and her New Yorkian production partners, Elaine Goldsmith-Thomas and Benny Medina, who is also her manager, have signed a deal with Skydance Television Bosses, granting them access to Concourse Catalog of Musicals. These um, archives include the vast history of production by Richard Roger and Oscar Heimenstein, the brain behind the hits like Oklahoma, The Sound of Music, Carousel, The King and I, and South Pacific, to name a few. The agreement has an option for J-Lo to start in at least one of the projects, and she's thrilled to introduce the Broadway staples to a whole new audience. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back, I'll give you the uh, last remaining uh, stories of the day. So uh, don't go anywhere. Call me when you want, call me when you need, call me in the morning, I'll be on the way. Call me when you want, call me when you need. 
That was Lil Nas X, Matero, Call Me By Your Name. Right now we have 13 minutes left remaining in the show, and for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Sean Diddy Combs is working on new music. The I'll Be Missing You hitmaker last project was his 2015 mixtape, MMM, Money Making Mitch, which features the likes of Future, French Montana, Big Sean, and Little Kim. But after a long wait for fans, he now announced they should get ready for something special. He simply tweeted, quote, I'm making a classic. Then he later shared the post to Instagram and added the caption, Oh, God. The No Way Out hitmaker post attracted positive emoji responses from Keisha Cole and Swa Lee, while excited Ray J wrote, hashtag the love era, love, love, love. Earlier this year, the 51-year-old star who last released a solo album, Press Play, in 2006, officially changed his middle name from John to Love. The rapper, who has previously been known by various other monikers, including Puff Daddy and P. Diddy, showed off a picture of his driver's license, revealing he had changed his legal name. Alongside an Instagram post featuring his license and another photo of him writing love inside a heart alongside different versions of his signature, he wrote, quote, look what I just got in the mail today. It's official. Welcome to the love era, unquote. He also shared an extract from a court document, which was dated January 21, 2020, in a second Instagram post and wrote, quote, I'm going to need y'all to take me seriously on this one, hashtag the love era. Unquote. Lady A star Charlie Kelly has apologized to fans after he was hospitalized with appendicitis, forcing the group to act his first live performance in 16 months. The need you now, the need you now. Uh, Hitmaker were due to make their post-COVID concert comeback at the Lakefront Music Fest in Minnesota on Saturday night, July 10, but broke the news of their cancellation to fans earlier in the day. Taken to social media, bandmate Hillary Scott and Dave Haywood wrote, quote, after such a long wait, there isn't much they could keep up from being with, could I'm sorry, after such a long wait, there isn't much that could keep us from being with our fans. Unfortunately, Charles has appendicitis, so we're sorry to say that we won't be with you in Minnesota at Lakefront Music Fest tonight, unquote. Scott continues saying that Charlie is a good is, is in good hands and that they are continuing to pray for his recovery, and they uh, also continue that the minute he is cleared by his doctors, he will be back on the road to see everyone, and he appreciates your, uh, everyone for understanding. Uh, Kelly's condition leads Lady A upcoming tour day in doubt. They're still currently scheduled to perform two shows at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend, followed by concerts in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey at the end of the month. Garth Brooks could not hide his excitement at his first stadium concert since the COVID-19 pandemic. While performing at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the Friends in Low Places hitmaker raved that it's the greatest feeling ever to finally be back on stage. The 59-year-old Grammy-winning artist performed to a sold-out crowd of 68,000 on Saturday night, July 10th, and he said, 
uh, this is what he said. He said, quote, to every musician out there, all I can say is get back in the game because it's the greatest feeling in the world, unquote. Uh, Garth also admitted that he was nervous as hell, returning to the stage after over a year off. Regardless, he told his fans that he has never been made to feel at home as quickly as his fans had made him feel. During the two-hour concert, Garth entertained the audience with some of his hit songs, including Friends in Low Places, The Dance, Rodeo, and Standing Outside the Fire. The crooner, who also brought his wife, Trisha Yearwood, also performed a duet by singing Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, Shallow, from A Star is Born. Justin Bieber uh, triple up in Las Vegas last weekend, performing three shows in two days. The singer was a guest of honor for his multi-day opening festival at Delilah's at Wynn, Las Vegas, and hit the stage three times within 24 hours at various venues located at Wynn. His first gig was last Friday at the Encore Theater and featured an 18-song set during which the kid, Laro, joined the headliner for their new song, Stay. Bieber also performed surprise set at the XS nightclub and Delia following last Saturday night at UFC fight between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. He wasn't the only star to hit the new club. His wife, Haley Baldwin, Kendall Jenner, Brazilian singer Anita, Dave Chappelle, Tiger, Travis Barker, Machine Gun Kelly, and Megan Fox also attended the after-fight party. Meanwhile, Drake checked out the new super club on Friday night, and singer-actress Andre Day performed three songs at the venue on Thursday. The Vegas performance came weeks after Bieber and his wife enjoyed a romantic getaway in Greece. Tom Hanks has curated a new hour-long DJ set for an independent radio station to celebrate his 65th birthday. The set titled Song from Back at the Station Wagon was created for online radio station Boss Radio 66, which specialized in playing obscure American rock and roll, surf rock, and soul music from the 1950s and 60s. Sharing the set on Twitter, Boss Radio 66 program director Debbie Daughtry wished the birthday boy a happy start to to his 66, and the set includes songs like Hot Red Queen by Roy Tan from 1957, and She's the One by the Chartbusters. The accompanying art features the actor and his wife, Rita Wilson, as a swinging 60s couple grooving in front of a record player with a station wagon full of surfers in the background. The actor's love of music from the era was showcased in his direct directorial debut, the 1996 comedy That Thing You Do, about a fictional 1960 band called The Wonders who are managed by Hank's character. And Dua Lipa has hinted a new musical collaboration with late rapper Pop Smoke will drop next week. In a short new video on Instagram, the levitating singer shared a clip of the late Brooklyn Drill star dancing to her 2018 song One Kid. And this is what she captioned. Uh, She captioned a video and added the date July 16, saying, quote, you can't say pops without smoke, unquote. That's the release date for the second posthumous album from the rapper after Smoke was shot and killed during a home invasion in Los Angeles in February of 2020. There's no official confirmation so far as to whether she features on the new record, which is simply titled Pop Smoke. Pop's manager, producer Rico Bees, announced that the album via Instagram in May. The 17-track album arrived nearly a year after Pop's first posthumous release album, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, which 50 
cents helped to complete was a major success, topping the U.S. Billboard 200 chart and making history as Pop Smoke became the first hip-hop act to posthumously open at number one with his debut studio album. It also hit number one in the U.K. and gave the late rapper a Grammy for Best Rap Performance thanks to his hit song, Dior. And Diplo's uh, post-game concert uh, at the home of the Baltimore Orioles has been canceled due to new sexual allegations against him. Officials for the baseball team have announced they are pulling the plug on the show following backlash about their choice of performers. In a separate lawsuit filed on June 24th, a different woman accused Diplo, whose real name is Thomas Wesley Pence, of recording their sexual encounter without consent and then sharing the footage online. She also claimed he gave her two sexually transmitted diseases. The lawyer dismissed the lawsuit, calling it part of an ongoing campaign by one person who harassed him and his family so much so that he had to get a restraining order against her. The woman who was allegedly stalked the star also secured a temporary protection order against him that was later thrown out. Wow. Well, guys, that will do it for me today. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's uh, also in the chat room. Thank you again for uh, tuning in today. Um, next week, uh, same time, same channel. Always here on BTR. Make sure you follow us on here on the network. Make sure you like us on our Facebook page and our Twitter. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, just enjoy the week. Make sure that you guys who are not vaccinated, please get vaccinated because it is life and death out here, especially to the, all the young people out here. If you got that first vaccination, go get that second one. It's so important because this Delta strain is really, really contagious. It's much more deadly. And they were saying that certain parts of the country, they're seeing a rise in deaths in young people. So please, this is not a political thing. This is not a political thing. This is about health your health, and your awareness. Please don't make this about politics because it has nothing to do with it. So, guys, uh, again, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb. Have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>